Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm so excited to share with you some incredible interviews with wonderful entrepreneurs, business owners, and amazing people in my life that are practicing gratitude, self-love, and living with kindness. I also sprinkle in a few solo episodes, and occasionally you'll see family members join in for the fun as well. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm very excited to have a really good friend on the podcast today. Her name is Sarah Martell and she's the founder of the Midlife Mojo Movement. And Sarah and I have been friends for, I don't know, close to 14 years. We actually met through our business with USANA Health Sciences. And not only did we become business partners, but we become really close friends. And I've watched Sarah go through so many challenges in her life in the past decade or so. And she just continues to be the most resilient woman that I know. So I felt it was really important to share her story with us on the podcast because it's so inspiring. And it just reminds us that you know, no matter how difficult things might seem to be in our lives, we can find joy, we can find gratitude, and it's really important to have fun too. So I'm really excited to share Sarah with you. But before we get into this episode of the podcast, I'm wondering if you knew that I wrote a book. Yep, I wrote a book called 30 Days of Gratitude, The Gratitude Program That Will Change Your Life. And although this book was written a number of years ago, the concepts in the book are still really valid today. And what it is, it's a 30-day program where every day it's a different idea or lesson or something that you can implement in your life to help you to practice gratitude or to help change some of your habits or do some life planning and dream boards. All of that stuff is included in the book. So if you're curious... Uh, The easiest way to find the book is actually through my website, wakeupwithgratitude.com. Just check out the shop and the book is actually the first item there. You can order the book also from Amazon worldwide. It's also available as a Kindle and it's available as a Kindle en français. So if you speak French and you would like to read the book, it is available as a Kindle. All right, friends, let's get into this incredible podcast episode with my very good friend, Sarah Martell. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast and video. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I have a very special friend uh, and guest, Sarah Martell. Good morning, Sarah. Hi, Julie. I am so excited to finally have you on the podcast. It's um, been a while that I've been thinking about inviting Sarah to be a guest on the podcast. And the reason is, to me, Sarah is the one friend that really embodies resilience. And she's going to share with us parts of her story today that to help us all understand how you build resilience, just like building a gratitude practice, resilience is It's something you build over time. Sarah has been through a lot and she's still smiling. (laughs) She's still grateful. (laughs) And I just think there's a lot for us to learn 
from Sarah. So she is actually the creator of the Midlife Mojo Movement, which is such a fantastic way for women to connect with, you know, women going through the kind of the same things and in a very positive environment and also a very real and authentic way. And Sarah and I are actually connected through our product partner, USANA Health Sciences. We've been working together for I think over 13 years. It's just such a joy to have you in my life, Sarah, and I'm excited to share you with my audience. So um, I would love for you to share your story. And we don't always go back to people's childhood, but I think in terms of resilience, I feel like your childhood will kind of share a little bit about how that has become part of your story. So if you don't mind kind of starting there for us. Sure. I would love to. Um, just so happy that you've invited me to this. And I'm I'm so proud of you and all that you're doing with this podcast as well, Julie. You're helping thousands of people with, uh, with your voice and uh, you're just such a great, powerful communicator. So I really look up to you for that. Um, yeah, my childhood. Wow, what an interesting childhood. Um, I am a French Canadian born in the uh, greater Montreal area in uh, Quebec, Canada. And uh, when I was four years old, we moved to the U.S., uh, my parents, uh, neither one of them spoke English. My dad was this driven kind of guy who wanted to give us a bigger opportunity in life. And so he moved us to, uh, well, we moved around through the U.S. Uh, for the first four or five years of my childhood. And uh, mostly I grew up in uh, New York State, in central New York. And I went to school there all the way through my high school. And as a French Canadian, speaking very little English, having to learn a second language, uh, being uh, you know from a French uh, language family raised in French at home, uh, yeah, we always stood out a little bit. And uh, I remember that was where I started building my resilience because, as you know, uh, as a child and as a teenager, we want to feel like we belong, we want to sort of fit in, and so we always. Um, stood out a little bit. I look back now in hindsight, it really meant that we were um, extraordinary. We were unique. And I think uh, my, my journey uh, through life uh, feeling, you know, special started there. So I don't know if that makes sense, but <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And then didn't you live uh, overseas as well? Yes. So when I was in eighth grade, uh, my dad, uh, next opportunity for him, he thought it would be wonderful for the family to move to North Africa. So we lived in Algeria and I, I went to high school there to an accredited American school uh, with a whole bunch of other kids from all over the world. So that was really, really cool. And it totally opened up my world. And uh, yeah, again, um, you know, rather than uh, seeing the world as a very small place, it was very global to me at, at a very young age. And so, yeah, lived in Algeria, North Africa, went to school with people from every corner of the world. It was a, it's a really neat environment, but it was also difficult because then uh, I did not graduate with those kids whom I developed a really close relationship with. It was a very special bond, as you can pretty yeah. much understand. Yeah. Uh, in 12th grade, I moved back to the U.S., to New York State, uh, Oswego, New York, if anyone's ever heard of it, near Syracuse, New York. Um, and I went to high school there for my senior year. That was a really, really tough time for me because I was sort of transplanted into this place where I had not, you know, been for the last three, four years. And I felt a bit lost. 
I would say there I, I developed a little bit of clinical depression, panic disorder. I don't know if I even told you that, Julie. Um, so I think it was the culture shock of returning from overseas and living a really cool uh, life for the last three years and just sort of being transported back to, uh, to the U.S. where I felt a bit lost. So that was definitely uh, where I, you know, I built more resilience uh, trying to get through that. Well, yeah, that's an interesting part of your story that I didn't know about. And it, you know, it harkens a little bit back to makes me think about the move we did for our daughter. We moved, you know, across Canada when she was in second grade and she went through this incredible difficulty with transition and moving. And, you know, I actually get that question from other people, like, when should I move with my kids? And I think on one hand, it's always going to be difficult to take your kids out of their environment, right? There's always going to be difficulty. It's always going to be a challenge. And like you said, sometimes it's going to be, you're going to develop, you know, anxiety, maybe panic, which happened to my daughter, you mentioned for you as well. On the other hand, this skill of resilience, this skill of understanding the world in a different way, of being able to make friends in different communities are skills that are very hard to teach if you stay in the same place, doing the same thing all the time. And so that's really interesting, Sarah, that that's part of your story as well. And um, you ended up back in Canada. You were in Montreal for a while and you worked in television for many years. Yes, yes I did. I, that was my passion. I went to uh, Concordia University and finished off a degree in journalism and then uh, worked through my, you know, internship and ended up at a uh, television station in Montreal, CTV Montreal. That's what it's called today. Loved, loved my career. And uh, yeah, I was there for, I guess, almost 20 years, 15 years, I think. 15 to 20 years. I can't do the math right now. But uh, and then we moved to Ontario, Canada. And so that was my next uh, chapter of life, raising two kids. Uh, a lot of wonderful things happened here in Ontario. And uh, yeah. And you're married. How long have you and John been married now? Oh, my goodness. We've been married uh, almost 27 years with two children who are what? 19 and 22. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> It happens so quickly, but uh, yeah, it's been such a blessing and uh, we're a good team, the four of us. We've been through a lot together. Yeah. Yes, you have. And we're going to get into some of the bits of that really challenging story. Um, there's one part of your story though, which is kind of when I met you that I, I really find interesting that um, I want to acknowledge is when you and I met, you had a very successful event planning business. I mean, it's so in line with your personality and you love to throw parties and you're full of energy and enthusiasm and you and your, your business partner, you had this great event planning business. So um, tell us a little bit about what happened with that business because well, you're not yeah. doing it today. That's for yeah. sure. No, no, I'm not. Uh, it was an absolute blessing. Five years uh, working with one of my best friends, Susan. Uh, it was uh, such a creative outlet for us, for both of us. It was a sort of a springboard into entrepreneurship. And uh, yeah, we just woke up every day super excited to create. Um, we had a lot of success, some really high profile clients. Um, although we loved what we did, and that's a huge part of, of resilience is to, you know, love the journey and, and enjoy what you're doing every minute. Uh, we weren't making any money, really. We 
finally sat down after five years and took a look at our, our tax returns. We looked at our numbers and then 2008 hit and suddenly no one needed uh, an event planner. So I think that's when we realized, you know, we need to maybe, uh, you know, preserve our energy, find other ways to create, but we need to sort of decide where we're going to turn on that in the fork in that road. Uh, are we going to continue and, and further invest financially with the time and the energy it takes to build something uh, significant or do we want to just stop here? And that's what we did. We decided to close doors. No regrets. We loved our journey. It was so much fun. Uh, Susan and I are still wonderful friends. Um, we're in fact looking at maybe creating some other uh, endeavors together. Um, so yeah, and it really isn't about the money at this point in our lives. It's more about enjoying the journey. Um, we can talk about that, but uh, yeah, that's basically what happened with this event planning business. I think that also that part of your story right now is important for a lot of people who are going through that time right now. I mean, we're going through a very difficult time. We're in a global pandemic. We have uh, not just recession numbers, we're heading towards depression numbers of unemployment. Um, some sectors are booming and growing like crazy. We were, I was just on a, a webinar about podcasting and it's like, you can't get, you can't get microphones. Like they just aren't available. Like webcams, they aren't available. My husband was trying to get a new green screen. They're not available. So like all these certain businesses and our business with USANA Health Sciences is booming. But like you said, if you have an event planning business right now, today, you've, you're going to have to pivot because and change because big events are not coming back for a while. And it takes a lot of courage as well to say, this is when the journey is done and it's time to move forward. And then you invested, you know, more time and energy into your business with USANA, which is a different kind of revenue stream. You know, it's a residual business. Um, I did a number of podcasts explaining kind of why that's so important and why that works. And for you, that's been your career for some time now. And you've been through a lot. Um, so in the past, what, I don't know, five years it's been, I mean, this is what I'm just going to recount what I know of your journey and maybe you can, you know, expand on it, but you've seen your dad uh, deal with cancer and survive mm -hmm. your sister deal with cancer and survive. Uh, your daughter went through some very, very difficult mental health challenges mm -hmm. and not only did she survive, she's thriving and you've been through some incredibly difficult health challenges with your husband. And, you know, Sarah, like through all of this, like, I don't know if you want to expand a little bit about how you've been able to get through this. And most of the time you're still smiling. Like this is the part of your story that I don't really understand is how you're still here and you're still smiling when you've been through so much. Well, I, I truly believe things don't happen to us. They happen for us. I know that's a cliche, but it is so true. And although it sounds like we've been hit really hard, we have. I think at one point in life, we're all going to be hit, right? And I think if we look back on our lives, we've all had challenges. It just so happens our family happened all at once. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, yeah, so I don't think that we're, we're special in that way. I just think it's how we respond to what happens to us, right? So 
just like you said with uh, COVID-19 and how people are kind of uh, looking at different ways to, to live their lives, I think that's what's really cool about when things happen to you. And that's what resilience is, is really reinventing ourselves and trying to look at life in a different perspective and knowing that there is a reason for everything. I truly believe that. Um, and you, you, you know, you're talking to me about all that's happened to us and I still, I don't feel like we are victims. I don't feel like it's been that bad because there have been so many life lessons in all of that and so much gratitude, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when things, you know, when things happen to us or for us, we can really examine closely perhaps what the life lessons are that, that come along with that. So really that's, that's how I describe it. It's been, uh, it's been a great journey. Uh, would I want to do it over again? Yeah, maybe some, some things, maybe not, but the fact that we got through it, um, you know, we all live with core values. So if you're, if you hold on to those core values really tight as you're, you know, taking this ride through life, it's going to get you through everything. So for me, my core values are faith, are joy, are having fun, laughter, humor. I'm lucky enough to been raised by a family where we laugh so much. My mom and dad, uh, I get on the phone with them and for whatever reason, they make me laugh. Um, you know, John, you know, he's a, he's a funny guy. He, he's been able to have a smile through all this. And so what's really cool too, is we've inspired other people to look at our situation and say, look, there's far worse out there than what we're going through. So all this to say that we, there's no reason to feel sorry for anyone because things happen to us uh, for a really good reason. And we come out of it better and stronger and I would like to say today that John uh, got through his chemo. He had a surprise colon cancer diagnosis, got through six months of chemo. There were dark days, but here we are today. Um, He's feeling amazing. We're scheduled for a CT scan. As you can see, I I say we because we're doing this together. Um, We are going through, through, we've gone through this together. We're going to be going through the CT scan and hopefully we will have a, a cancer-free uh, report card. I, I feel it in my gut. It's going to be the case. And uh, now we can just enjoy every moment that we have. What a, what a gift, right? If you don't go through life with, any, with no challenges, how are you going to possibly grow yes. and learn yes. and be grateful? Uh- so I, yeah. So yeah. I mean, there ha- the darkness is what allows for the light. I mean, absolutely. There isn't the the two don't live without each other, and I agree that the two. You know, I've been through some tough things too, and yeah, like you just you can. It's that ability to look back and say, "Well, this is you know the life lesson that came out of this. Did I choose to grow? Did I choose to learn? Or did I choose to wallow in self pity?" Both are options. Both are choices. Um, neither one is easy to do, but I think there is something to be said too about fu- fundamentally you and John have a personality um, that's, that has that joy as like a, like joy and fun is a foundation. I wanted to ask you though, you've, uh, you've just seen your husband through six months of chemotherapy before that, not long, I guess not even a year before you held his hand while he went through sepsis Mm. not long before that you were there for him while he um, experienced uh, sight loss and surgery that 
was in that's healing I know was very difficult. He really couldn't do very much. So Sarah, you've been you've been a caregiver for your your spouse and your partner off and on for several years now. And I just want to know like what do you do for Sarah? Like what are your habits and things that you do that allow you to get through all of this trauma and still finding joy and fun? What what does that look like for you? Well, I am always trying to seek uh, things that are going to put me in that high vibration. Um, and that might be music, musical theater, love my musical theater. I've performed for the last uh, two decades, uh, you know, vocal lessons with a vocal coach, uh, self-care, huge. I mean, it totally makes sense to me that if we want to show up for others, especially if we're going to be a caregiver, we have to put that oxygen mask on. So daily i ask myself what is it that i am to do to feel my best and that is taking my high quality supplements it's a no-brainer for me uh we're fortunate that we know about usana and we know about the science behind these usana products and that you know they make a huge huge difference if we are healthy at a cellular level then we're going to be able to show up feeling our best Um, and with that we can confront life's challenges much, much better and show up for others. Uh, Faith is a huge one for me. I, you know, believe that God is there. There's a source, a universe, whatever you want to call it. There's something outside ourselves that help us uh, carry through life. What else? Um, Just, yeah, joy, fun. What about uh, taking care of your dogs? Oh my gosh, how can I forget? Yes. Now, what a blessing. This is why I believe that things happen for us. So about four years ago, um, I kind of stumbled upon this wonderful little side gig, uh, walking dogs, and then it turned into boarding dogs. So we have about half, well, no, we have about a dozen dogs that we love. My family and I, they're totally in on this with me. Uh, You know, Ella and Kenya and Brooklyn and Sam and Jack and, oh, there's so many. Jack, little Jack. (laughs) Yes. And you don't, you guys don't actually own a dog. No, we don't own a dog. <laughs> but there's always a dog dogs. in your house. <laughs> so yes, we get our daily pet therapy and they are just so wonderful because they teach us exactly what it is to live in the moment. So while we're worried about problems and what we don't have and we'll be happy when we have this, they're like, I'm just happy hanging out with you right now. You are the best thing in my life. So this is what they teach us every day, right? I know and, you had, you had, sorry, your, say, and it's your physical exercise. Yes. Yeah, so I get, uh, well, it's, it's gone down a little bit this, yeah. uh, in this time of COVID, sure. but, uh, yes, I, I get my 10,000 steps in at least I get this wonderful, uh, money that I manifest through something I love, which is a really great lesson right there. Yeah. Find something you love and you will create abundance. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of seen us through some really difficult times. There were times where these dogs sat by uh, John as he was going through a tough time. And he, a guy who didn't think he was a dog, dog guy is now, yeah, he's like, where's Ella? Is Ella coming over today? So yeah, it's really, really cool. And it's been a huge help to Olivia as well um, for uh, mental wellness. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just wonderful creatures and they're just such a gift. So and you're providing a service for other people. That's what's oh. in, that's what's so cool. It's like you could just have a dog, right? You could Absolutely. just have a family dog, but you actually, it's you're doing this 
you're providing a service for other people, especially, I mean, I remember seeing pictures of you, you're like self, you know, selfie snapping in like a foot of snow, it's freezing cold and you're like smiling with your dogs walking because other people are either at work or not able to take, you know, take their dogs out the way that you have been taking care of them. So it's a really, really amazing way to have that pet therapy and then also be of service to a lot of people. And I think that's what I love about you, Sarah, is you do think about others so much. You have such a caring and giving heart. And I want to just like observe for one moment, as I was thinking about all these things that you've been supporting your family through, um, all the challenges with your daughter that she went through in you know late elementary school and high school, then your husband uh, with his vision. I mean, that whole thing has been going on for over a decade. Um, you are healthy. You've stayed healthy. Yes. <laughs> like, let's just pause for a minute. This is a testament to, you mentioned about self-care and taking care of you. You've shown us that you can still care for others and be there for others and be selfless in that way, but you never forget to take care of yourself because if you weren't taking care of yourself through all of this, it's likely we would see you going through some kind of traumatic illness or something. I mean, there's the stress alone. It's, and I mean, I'm sure the fun and the joy and all that helps too. It helps reduce stress. Right. So I really kudos to you, Sarah, for that. Thank you. And it's not to say that when others uh, are dealt with, you know, these health challenges that it isn't that they're not taking care of themselves. I think for sure that I have been placed in this position to, uh, to be of comfort and of support to my family. Uh, again, things happen to us because we can handle them. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think it, it's, it's been my role to sort of be the example of someone who is healthy and hasn't had to deal with these, uh, these challenges so far. And uh, yeah, I just, I am so grateful for my health every single day because we cannot take anything for granted. Everything that's happened to John why did they happen? Uh, you know, certainly moving forward, there are things that we can do better and, and so that we can uh, be even healthier. But uh, yeah, for whatever reason, um, I have not been hit with any of this, but I do know that I am doing my darndest to be the healthiest version of me. And uh, yeah, I want to be around for my grandkids and possibly my great grandkids. And uh, and moving forward, I'm really excited to, uh, for John and I, we're doing tandem bike riding. Thank you very much. That. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you get to be his eyes, right? Uh, and he's back on the Cell Essentials, which I think the whole world should be on. Yeah. Oh, uh, great, because he was doing his treatment. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, things happen, and then we can become an even better version of ourselves, right? So uh, I, I see uh, John and I riding on our tandem bike into the <laughs> sunset as healthy as possible. And uh, my kids, wow, what a gift we're providing to them because that's the other thing is my kids are watching us being as resilient as we are, their dad and their mom. And in spite of it all, we're still having fun, loving life. Every, uh, every Christmas card, every birthday card they give us, there's always that little line there that says, you guys are the strongest people we know. You're so inspiring. So they're watching, right? They're watching what we do, how we cope with life. And, uh, and that's amazing. So resilience can be passed down 
uh, from generation to generation, right? Absolutely. So as we wrap things up, I, with this podcast, I'm changing my final question because I've decided to, uh, it's been over 60 episodes now, and I'm going to ask something that I really personally just want to know about. And what I want to know, Sarah, is through all the things that you've been going through, through all these challenges and your perspective on life, where has your gratitude practice been a part of this? What do you do specifically to practice gratitude? Well, can I say first that when I think of the gratitude guru in my life, it's you. (laughs) Seriously, seriously. Uh, You have embraced gratitude in so many ways. I've seen you grow, right, in the last... uh, well, geez, almost two decades, right? 14, 15 years we've known each other. And yeah, how do I, well, you've taught me how to practice gratitude by simply taking time to shift your energy and, uh, and just think about the tiniest things you're grateful for. It's impossible to be grateful and be in an emotional state of anger or deception or discouragement or so gratitude is such a powerful thing. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I believe that you and I are good friends uh, because 15 years ago, you were already destined to be this gratitude guru. And, and I think that if I was able to get through all that I've gone through my whole life, there, there's that gratitude piece in my, uh, my list of core values. So did that answer your question? Yeah, that's great. And that's, Super important is this, the little tiny moments of gratitude, even when you're going through the most difficult times, you know, with chemotherapy and supporting your husband, there's always that glimpse of gratitude in what you're sharing, what you're saying, and your attitude. Um, it isn't just an attitude of gratitude. To me, it's a way of life and it's a way of being. And I see that in you. And there isn't, for you to have the attitude that you have, the, your outlook on life, gratitude is definitely built into that core value. So Sarah, if people want to connect with you, what's the best place for them to find you? Where do they connect? Well, we have a wonderful Facebook group on, uh, that's a private group. If you want to go and find a safe place, uh, it's called Midlife Mojo. Unleashed. And I'll post the links for everyone too. Yes. Uh, as well, I have a website, www.sarahmartel.ca. And uh, yeah, that's, that's a great place to find me. Instagram, it's midlife underscore mojo underscore unleashed. Uh, my kids crack me up when they say, mom, that is so extra unleashed. But I'm like, but it is. It's midlife mojo unleashed. Who doesn't want to feel their mojo no matter what chapter they are in their lives. So yeah, if especially a midlife woman who's listening today, come and join us and be part of the conversation. This is the best years of our lives. Uh, your so energy is great. And your energy on Instagram is great too. I, your feed is always just really positive and uplifting and even, but you're authentic. Let's be clear. You are authentic about what's happening. And then you're also able to share, like you said, your joy and your gratitude and all that. So Thank you so much, Sarah. It's been such a joy to have you on the podcast and the video. so fun. And um, yeah, I'm just really grateful that we had this opportunity to share uh, how you've become probably my most resilient friend. So thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you, Julie, for this invite. My friend, you did it. You made it all the way to the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around. 
I would love it if you take the time to subscribe to the podcast so that when new episodes are released, they're automatically downloaded so you can listen to them anywhere you are. It would really mean the world to me if you would give this podcast a five-star review, should you think that I deserve it, on your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much for taking the 30 to 90 seconds to share your rating and give a little review of the podcast. It helps other people to know if they should be listening to this podcast or not. And of course, if you've listened this far, I know it's made a positive impact in your life. So if it's helped you, do you think you could share it with a friend? Who do you know who could use just a little bit more gratitude and inspiration in their life? And finally, if you're like me and you love talking about gratitude and being grateful and sharing all things related to gratitude, please join our community on Facebook. You can find us under Groups Gratitude Ambassadors, and we'd love to welcome you into our community. Thanks, and we'll see you at the next episode.